God bless you. We uh, thank you for connecting with us this morning. Uh, we had just a wonderful time of worship in the presence of God, and it's, uh, it's, uh, it's just beautiful to be before the presence of God and just worshiping him in spirit and in truth. Amen? Amen. Glory to God. Well, praise the Lord. I want to take a moment to honor Father's presence in our congregation today. And those that are watching online, happy Father's Day to each of you. Thank you to the fathers that each Sunday play an important role in our church, whether it's putting up the banners on Sunday morning when nobody's here yet, uh, security details, uh, sound and media team, ushers and greeter, bringing in the uh, church supplies every single Sunday at Ruing. Um, thank you for those that clean the, uh, the, the church after the service. Thank you. Thank you so much. You are a great example to your kids and those that are around you of how to serve in the house of the Lord, how to serve in the house of the Lord. Thank you to the, uh, the fathers that, for the sacrifice, the sacrifice that they make day in and day out for being there for your kids during a soccer game or a volleyball game or whatever game it is, whether it's a recital or spending just quality time with your kids. Thank you so much for that. Thank you even for those fathers that uh, try to cook something and they burn it up. I know that's not your case, brother. I'm, I'm looking at you. I'm not, you know. That, that they burn it up and then they got to take their kids to the uh, corner restaurant, you know, to feed their, their starving uh, teenagers because dad burned it up. But thank you anyways for taking that opportunity and doing that for your kids. Thank you for the value of continuing to pursue the fulfillment of high moral standards and righteousness of fatherhood. As you continue to grow up into your roles as young and older, mature uh, men of God, father of, of, your, of your family. I want to share with you quickly in Psalms 112. I want you to go there quickly. In Psalms 112, there's a promise that God has given you. And I want you to listen to this. I want you to go to Psalms 112 this morning. There's a lot of fathers that are probably watching me online right now and uh, fathers that are single fathers and uh, you're doing the best that you can, even though you probably didn't have a good role model as a father, but you're doing the best you can. And, and understand that even though those around you or those that you take care of, they might not say thank you to you. God sees everything that you're doing, the effort that you're making to um, deposit into your kids. So we thank you for that as well. But listen to what it says in Psalms 112. It says, uh, Bless the Lord, blessed, fortunate, prosperous, and favored by God is the man who fears the Lord with awe-inspired reverence and worships him in, with obedience, who delights greatly in his commandments. I'm reading from the Amplified Version. I want you to understand that there's nothing wrong, men. There's absolutely nothing wrong with prospering in life. God wants you to prosper. Can I hear an amen out there? God wants you to prosper. There's nothing wrong with prosperity. There's something wrong when you make money your God. But God wants you to prosper. God wants you to be well. 
It says his descendants will be mighty on earth. The generation of the upright will be blessed, says the Lord. The generation of the upright will be blessed. Wealth and riches are in his house, and his righteousness endures forever. Can somebody say amen to that? Light arises in the darkness for the upright. He is gracious and compassionate and righteous upright in the right standing with God. Right standing with God. It is well with the man who is gracious and lends and conducts his affairs with justice. I want to make this clear. God Almighty is speaking to male gender. There's male and female in the Bible. That's it. God is speaking right here to the male. This blessing, these orders are for the male. There's no way that you can be a father if you're not a man. I don't care what anybody says. We go to the Word of God. He will never be shaken. The righteous will be remembered forever, says the Word of God. He will not fear bad news. His heart is steadfast, trusting, confidently relying on the believing and believing in the Lord. His heart is upheld. He will not fear while he looks with satisfaction at his adversaries. He has given freely to the poor. His righteousness endures forever. His horn will be exalted in honor. The wicked will see at and be angered. He will gnash his teeth and melt away in despair and death. The desire of the wicked will perish and come to nothing. Glory to God Almighty. That is the blessings that we have from God. That, that is the promises that we have from God that God has given to each one of us, Father. Amen. Is that, does that sound good to you? Does that blessing sound good to you? Maybe you haven't gotten a gift yet from your kids or whatever, but you know what? This is a gift from God for you. Okay, receive it in Jesus' name. I have entitled my message today, Man of Faith, Make a Difference Today, Tomorrow, and Always. Man of Faith, Make a Difference Today, Tomorrow, and Always. Let us pray. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord. Lord, we thank you so much for this day, Lord. Father, we thank you, Lord, for this time of worshiping you that we've had, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Holy Spirit, we ask that you would open our mind and our understanding right now to your word. May we receive the revelation that you have for us today, Lord. Father, I declare that no one will walk out of these doors the same way that they walk in, Lord. I declare that they would sense the presence, the move of God in this, in this church. Father, we thank you. We give you the glory and the honor in Jesus' holy name. Amen and amen. Glory to God. We continue in our series for this month titled All In. We must understand that as Christians showing up at church once a week or, or listening to praise and worship music on your way to work is not sufficient for the believer or occasional devotional that you might do. That's not enough for the believer. We are designed for more. Tell the person next to you that we're designed for more. We're designed for more, okay? You got to believe that. We're designed for more. We were created with a, with a purpose and to make a difference in this crazy world that we're living in. To make a 
a difference for the kingdom of God. Can you say amen to that? We see this take place time and time again through the scriptures when Jesus called his disciples. He called his disciples and they were all in when he called them. They left everything behind to follow Jesus. They were finally, they finally figured out that, you know what, even though I might be a doctor, even though if I was a tax collector, even though if I was a fisherman, I was created for more than just that. And you and I need to understand that there's a greater calling in our life than just uh, going to work Monday through Friday. There's a greater call. There's a greater purpose in our life. And it's for the kingdom of God. It's for the kingdom of God. And wherever you go, you got to understand that God's going to use you. You, 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 you got to walk in that place, in that arena, in that office place, in that school, at that hospital, wherever it is that you work, and understand that God wants to use you for his glory. Uh, uh, Pastor Yvette and I were, like we said, since we got here on, on Friday, we've had one appointment after the other looking at properties on, on Friday when we got here, and then uh, yesterday, Saturday. And, and we could say that every single place that we went to, God used us for his glory. As soon as we walked into uh, one place that we went to see in uh, Pembroke Pines, the lady that's going to take care of us, we tell her, you got a migraine, right? And she says, yes, I do. As a matter of fact, I was back there in the, in the room just uh, uh, hiding away in the darkness because my, my temples hurt, my face. I could feel the stiffness in my face. I said, we're going to pray for you. By the end of our tour of the place, she says, you know what? I look at my face and I, I don't feel swollen anymore. And the migraine is almost gone. Praise God. Praise God. We go to another place. Uh, that was Friday. We go to another place yesterday and uh, we see the facility and all that stuff. And then we start talking to the guy. And um, and I said, is, is there anything that we could pray for? And he said, yeah, as a matter of fact, can you please pray for my wife? What, what's going on with your wife? My wife has Crohn's disease. And um Sometimes we can't even go out. Sometimes we, we want to go out and we can't because of the condition that the way that she feels, the, the pain that she's going through. And I said, we're, we're, we're going to pray for her right away. And there's another agent over here, a Brazilian a lady that she said, oh, wait a minute. Can you please pray for me, too? And I said, well, well, well come on, let's start praying. Hallelujah. And, and they might be watching right now. So they said that they were connected with us. So they might be watching right now. But you know what? God gives you those ordained moments that you got to understand, you know what? I am here in this earth for a greater purpose. What, what, whatever you do, you know what? That is not it. That is not it. And they, and they finally got it that, you know what? Jesus was calling us, and he was calling us to go deeper with him. That is the, 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 the whole thing about the series that, we doing, that we're doing right now this month. Dive deeper in the walk with the Lord and grow deeper roots in our church, and obviously serve Jesus passionately. Serve him passionately. We're living in a time and age that we can't afford to have superficial Christians. We, 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 we just can. Eso, cristiano que de vez en cuando van a la iglesia, de vez en cuando oran, de vez en cuando tienen un encuentro con el Señor, de vez en cuando paran a orar al Señor, no podemos continuar así. We, we can't continue to live like that in this life. Because you know what? The war is every day. The enemy is not sleeping. 
The enemy is ready to attack you at all times. So you, you got to be filled with the Holy Spirit before you walk out that door. Before you turn on that engine in your car, you, you got to be prayed up. To get on the palmetto, you got to be prayed up. I mean, you better fast the day before too. It, it's, but, but that's the life that we're living. That's the life that we're living. We can't have a, we, 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 we got to understand that the enemy is attacking constantly. And the attacks are intensifying on a daily basis. And if you don't have what it takes, you will not make it in this war that we are in. We don't have time for a casualty caused by ignorance or spirit of complacency in the church. We, we, we don't have time for that. We don't have time for that. We, we, we got to be all in with God. Either uh, you, you, you got to make a decision. Or am I going to serve God or am I going to serve the devil? There's nothing else. There's nothing else. All in with the Lord. So what a more perfect day to speak about this than, than, than Father's Day. I Probably you thought that you were going to come in today and, and Pastor was going to give you a sweet word and, and, and sugar-coated, and, and, and I'm never going to do that because I, I want to make sure that, that our, our, our warriors, the, the, the ones that are on the front line, are prepared for the war that we confront every day because we're in a, in a war on a daily basis. It's not, I, I could take a break today. I'm going to take a break this week because you know what? I'm going on vacation. It doesn't matter you're on vacation. The war is still there. And understand that the same way that the war is there, God is there and he wants to use you. Even though you're on vacation. There's, there's people that need to hear the word of God. There's people that need to be touched. There's people that need to be healed. It doesn't matter that you're on vacation. Let's go to the book of Genesis chapter 22. And listen to what it says in the Word of God, chapter 22 of Genesis, verses 1 through 5. And this is just one of the examples that I want to give you this morning. If you're there, say amen. If you don't know where Genesis is, but there's a big problem. Uh, sometimes it says on verse number 1, it says, Sometimes later God tested Abraham. He said to him, Abraham, here I am, he replied. Then God said, Take your son, your only son, whom you love Isaac, and go to the region of Moriah. Sacrifice him there as a burnt offering on the mountain, and I will show you. Man, what, what, what instructions? What instructions for a father? What instruction for a mother? Take your child, your only child, and, and, and just go out there. And once you get out there, I'm going to give you direction where you got to go. And when you get over there, you got to sacrifice him. Come on. Do you understand what I'm saying? You, 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 you got to understand that Abraham, you know what? He was a man just like you and I. He had feeling. He loved his kid, his child, that boy. Come on. You know what I'm talking about? I was excited when we, we, we didn't know what it was, the, 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 the gender uh, of our child when both of our kids were born. My daughter was born first, and then my 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 son, and and obviously exciting. You know, my daughter, my my first daughter. She was the one that made me a father, and you know, la la niña de papá, the daddy's little girl. But there's something when that boy is born. I'm 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 serious, Christy. If you're hearing me right now, 
Oh, pause and delete, okay? No, there, you know what I'm talking about. There's something about the boy because the boy is the one that's going to carry the legacy, the name of the family. So, so there's something special about that boy that you deposit in his life because you want him to be better than dad. Am I right or wrong? You want him, both of them, to be better than you, Carlos. And, and you want to make sure that what you've been through, that they won't go through. So you deposit everything that you have into that child. Imagine Abraham. Imagine Abraham knowing the way that, 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 that God would use him. He wanted more for his child. And here we go. And God is telling him, you know what? Go out there and you got to sacrifice it. Listen to what it says here. Here I am, he replied. Then God said, take your son, your only son, whom you love, Isaac, and go to the region of Moriah, sacrifice him there as a burnt offering on the mountain, and I will show you. Early the next morning, Abraham got up and loaded his donkey. He took with him uh, two of his servants and his son Isaac. When he had uh, cut enough wood for the burnt offering, he set out for the place God had told him. On the third day, Abraham looked up and saw the place at the distance. He said to his servants, stay here with the donkey while I and my boy go over there. We will worship and then we will come back to you. He is telling the servant, you know what? We're going to go. We're going to do what God is telling us to do. But we're coming back to you. We are coming back to you. Not I'm coming back. We are coming back to you. Verse number seven, Isaac spoke to Abraham, his father, and said, my father, here I am, son. Then he said, look, the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? He was saying, I see the fire and I see the wood, but where is the lamb for the offering? And Abraham said, my son, God will provide for himself the lamb for a burnt offering. God will provide. I don't know where it's going to come from. I don't see the lamb right now, but I, but I know that God is going to provide. That is walking in faith. That is being all in. That is trusting God. God said to go. God said to do. I don't know anything else. All I heard was the word of God. And I'm obedient. And I'm going to do what he's telling me to do. And listen to what it says on verse number 12. Remember, he is saying all these things. We're going back. Hey, guys, you just stay here for a moment. But we're going over there, but we're coming back together. That is walking in faith. That is, that, that is seeing things in the supernatural realm. Like I always tell you, listen, don't look at the physical. The physical might look dim, might look ugly, might look uh, depressing, might look, uh, I don't know, like the bank account is at zero. But it's not what it says. You know what? It's about what's happening in the supernatural realm. What is God doing behind the scenes? Are you with me this morning? Uh, is there somebody here that is praying for something that you believe, that you think in your mind, it, it's impossible. How is that going to happen? Is there anybody here? Raise your hand. Understand that it could happen. It's not your timing, Jen. But it could happen. You don't, you don't need to know A, B through C like we always want to know. You just need to trust God. But it's going to happen. It's going to happen. 
the same thing happened with him. And it says on verse number 12, it says, And the Lord said to Abraham, Abraham, do not lay a hand on the lad. Do anything to him, for I know you fear God. For I know you fear God. Now the question is, do, does God know, does he see you as a person that he knows that you fear him? Come on. Is the fear of God enough inside of your body and your brain and your spirit that God knows, listen, I could give them whatever task it is and they're going to take care of it because they fear me, whatever it might be. We need to live like that, church. Because we are here today, but we don't know where we're going to be tomorrow. And we don't know what task God is calling us to. And whatever it is, it's going to be good and it's going to be for his glory. We just need to trust. We, we, we've been, we've been uh, uh, um, wired up for years like we need to know everything from A through Z, and we don't have to. We just need to know God and trust God and know that God's going to take care of the rest. El Señor se va a encargar de todo. Yo no tengo que saberlo todo. A la Z, simplemente confiar en Dios, su palabra y su promesa. Y lo demás, él se encarga. Yo no sé dónde voy a vivir. Puedo vivir abajo del puente. Pero yo sé que Dios me envió de, de, de regresar para la Florida. Es lo único que yo sé. Lo demás se va a encargar. And, 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 and I know for sure that as a servant of God, God is not going to put me under a bridge. And God is not going to send me to Ten City. Maybe he will to minister to the people, but not to live there. Are you with me this morning? We know that God, the perfect father, sacrificed his own son, only begotten son, to die for us on the cross, to die for our sins. But before that, you know what? He tested Abraham. He tested Abraham to see what Abraham would do. A loving father to sacrifice his son. He was tested and, and commanded to sacrifice his only begotten son. But, 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 but you know what? He passed the test. He passed the test. How many times can you think in your life that God has tested you and you have not passed the test? Because of disobedience. Without any resistance or doubt, Abraham continued in his faith with, uh, with the Lord, and he was all in with the Lord, and he followed God's command. In fact, Abraham's faith was so big that He told his servants, you know what? We will be back. We will be back. He was prophesying what he wanted to happen. We need to learn to prophesy. Speak the word of God. Speak it and believe it and walk on it and trust it. Regardless from what you're seeing, you know what? Forget about that. Trust God. Speak the word. Declare it. I'm healed in Jesus' name. He touched me already. Abraham's faith was so big, so big, that he did exactly what the Lord told him to do. And he was successful in what the Lord told him to do. Aside from this, he also was told to suppose his supposed offering, his son, that God will provide for the burnt offering. Likewise, we should always be an example like 
Abraham was to those that are around us. No matter what the circumstances are, we should always follow what God commands us in faith. As I was preparing this message, the Lord was speaking to me about Abraham, and I, I, I don't want to continue to go in there because I got another scripture that I want to share with you. But uh, as, I, as I was writing this message, I, I was thinking about the conversation that I had to have with my daughter and, and her husband. And as I told you, what, two weeks ago when I was here, the meeting that we had, that my daughter and my, uh, my son-in-law, they were leaving to Germany uh, to celebrate their 14-year anniversary. And um, I had to let my daughter know that we were moving back to South Florida. And uh, it, it's been a, it, it was very stressful for uh, my wife and I, obviously, because, I mean, we love our grandkids and our daughter and our grandson is, is amazing. But I told you guys to pray and I asked you guys to pray and I, and I gave you things in order. And one of the things that I told you was, uh, please pray that this interview that my son-in-law is going for uh, the Caterpillar company, that it would be the last interview that he has and that he gets a job. And, uh, and you know what? Everything happened just exactly the way that we prayed for. Uh, he goes, uh, the last interview that he had from, uh, he, he was working for this company called uh, huh? McKenzie. Uh, McKenzie is a, it's a consulting firm in, in Charlotte. Well, they're all over the world, big consulting firm. And he was uh, working for them ever since he got out of Darden. Um, and UVA, and we were praying, God, <laughs> you're calling us now to move. And our daughter uh, pretty much has raised a big time by herself, the girls, and now Isaiah, uh, the boy, because my son-in-law was in the military. Now he comes from the military, and he gets his job, and he's traveling from Monday. He leaves Monday, and he's back on Thursday night, and and we're saying we, we, we want him to have a job and my daughter as well. And he, him as well. He got tired of traveling back and forth every week, every week, every week. They would send him to a different part of the country. Uh, the other day he was in Australia. Anyways, um, and, and we said, God, just open the door for a job that he would be able to be with his family. And sure enough, the last day that they're leaving to Germany, and I got to take him to the uh, airport, Derek had gone in the morning. Christy had dropped him off at the company. He had the final interview with the owner. Christy goes back home and she says, okay, dad, it's time to uh, go pick up Derek and go to the airport. So we go pick up Derek at the, at the company. And then from there, I took him to the airport. And my, my, um, my, my stomach was twisted because I knew what was going on in my mind and in my spirit and what uh, Pastor Yvette and I had talked about and what we needed to do. And I was saying, God, the, the timing for everything and, uh, Lord, we're believing for this job for him. Uh, but aside from that, Lord, give me the words and speak to my daughter while she's on this trip that uh, dad and mom are leaving. Well, needless to say, our plan was to speak to them on Friday before we head to South Florida. But when she calls us, she calls us every day to find out about the kids. And uh, when she calls us, she says, oh, no, when we get back to South, when we get back to North Carolina, we're leaving and we're going to um, Hilton Head in South Carolina to spend a few days there with the kids celebrating and celebrating Derek's job, new, new job, because they called him and he got the position. 
And I'm saying, okay, God, thank you because of the job. But Lord, now I was going to speak to my daughter and now I'm going to smack it to her when she gets on the, uh, the car. So imagine Abba stays at home with the kids and I got to go pick him at the airport and I got to lay the news on him. So they're there. And I, and I thought my, my daughter was going to sit. She always sits in the front with me, but she sat in the back with her, with her husband. So we're there talking, and after a, a few conversations, I said, well, I got to say something to you. I got to tell you something, and I'm going to tell you quick because this is happening, and you got to know, uh, after much prayer and fasting, Mom and I are be leaving back to South Florida. And she said, what? I said, yeah. We prayed, and, you know, I was going to tell you on Friday, but you said that you're leaving to Hilton Head, so I have to smack it to you right now. I said, this is what's happening. And, 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 and you know what? As I was writing my message, I was saying, you know, Lord, you gave peace to Abraham. I know you're going to give me peace as well. And aside from giving me peace, I know that you're going to give my daughter peace. Because she knows very well that her father will not do anything unless the Lord spoke to us. So I'm declaring that you give her that peace, Lord. And we left it at that. What's happened in Hilton Head, I have no idea. But I just pray to God that the Lord has spoken to her. And I know that Ricky has spoken to her. And, and, and Ricky, is a, Ricky is a counselor, even though that's not his uh, uh, master's degree, is not on, on counseling, but he's a, he's a counselor himself. So I know that he, he speaks to his sister on a daily basis, every day, every day. Let's go to the book of Joshua. You don't have to know everything. You just have to trust God. That's all. And God's going to take care of it. God's going to take care of the details. Patora is worried right now. I got 15 gavetas at home to put my makeup y la carterita de esto y el maquillaje de esto y la, la cremita esta. And, uh, and, and I just went to this beautiful place and and look at this. The, the, the bathroom only has, it has a long sink, but it's only, it has a long counter, but just one sink. And, and it only has, don't have a diga. And where am I going to? And, and I'm saying, can you get the bigger picture? Forget about the gaveticas and the cremitas and the, and the boberia. And God's going to take care of it. God knows you need your cremitas. God knows you want your cremitas. Forget about it. Oh, the, the TV. Where are we going to put the TV? Oh, we looked at this bedroom. We looked at another one. There's not a wall there that could fit the TV that we have. Because God has blessed us and we got a bigger TV. God has blessed us. El problema, I said, honey, forget about it. We'll just buy another TV. Los televisores están a 20 pesos. 200 pesos en la bodega. En la, en, en la tienda. We'll just buy another TV smaller for that room. Don't worry about it. We don't have to worry about anything. We just got to trust God. We just got to trust God. That's it. Joshua assembled. Are you there? Joshua chapter 24. Verses 1 through 28. Joshua assembled in the tribes of Israel. And summoned Israel elders and leaders and judges and officers. And they presented themselves before God. Joshua said to all the people, this is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. 
Long ago, your ancestors, including Terah, the father of Abraham and Nar, lived beyond the Euphrates River and worshipped other gods. But I took your father Abraham from the region beyond the Euphrates River and led him throughout the land of Canaan. And I multiplied his descendants, says the word of God. I gave him Isaac, and, and, I, and, and to Isaac I gave Jacob and Esau. I gave the hill country to Sierra and Esau as the uh, possession. But Jacob and his sons went down to Egypt. Then I sent Moses and Aaron. I plagued Egypt by what I did there, and afterward I brought you out. When I brought your fathers out of Egypt and you reached the Red Sea, the Egyptian pursued your fathers with chariots and horsemen as far as the sea. Your fathers cried, your fathers cried out to the Lord, so he put darkness between you and the Egyptians and brought the sea over to them, engulfing them. Your own eyes saw what I did to Egypt. After that, you lived in the wilderness a long time, says the word of God. Verse number eight, later I brought you to the land of the Amorites who lived beyond the Jordan. They fought against you, but I handed them over to you. You possessed their land and annihilated them before you. Uh, verse number uh, 10, it says, but I would not listen to Balaam. Instead, I repeatedly blessed you, and I delivered you from, from his hand. You then crossed the Jordan and came to Jericho, the people of Jericho, as well as the Amorites, Parasites, Canaanites, Hittites, Jergesites, Heviites, and Jebusites fought against you. But I handed them over to you. I sent the hornet ahead of you, and it drove out two of the Amorite kings before you. It was not by your sword or bow. I gave you a land you did not labor for and cities you did not build. Though you live in them, you are eating from vineyards and olive groves you did not plant. Glory to God for that. Therefore, says on, on, on verse number 14, therefore fear the Lord and worship him in sincerity and in truth. Get rid of the gods your fathers worshipped beyond the Euphrates River and in Egypt and worship Yahweh. But if it doesn't please you to worship Yahweh, choose yourself today the one you will worship, the gods your father worshipped beyond the Euphrates River or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are living. As for me and my family, we will worship Yahweh. As for me and my family, we will worship Yahweh. Then the people replied, we will certainly not abandon the Lord to worship other gods. You know, it's, it sounds like uh, people tell pastor sometimes, pastor, yo voy a estar contigo por toda la vida. And they're the first ones to leave. You know, it's like uh, many people had, had told us, pastor, we're going to be with you forever. And they're the first ones to leave. When, when. I don't know other pastors, but every time that somebody tells that to Pastor Yvette and I, I cringe. I cringe. I say, Lord, what's next? Verse number 17 says, For the Lord our God brought us and our fathers out of the land of Egypt, out of the place of slavery, and, per and performed these great signs before our eyes. He also protected us as long, as long along the way we went and among all the people who lands we traveled through. The Lord drove out before us all the people, including the Amorites, 
who lived in the land. We too will worship the Lord because he is our God. But Joshua told the people, you will not be able to worship Yahweh because he is holy God. He is jealous God. He will not remove your transgressions and sin. If you abandon the Lord and worship foreign gods, I will turn against you and harm you and completely destroy you after he has been good to you. No, the people answered Joshua. We will worship the Lord. Joshua then told the people, you are witness against yourself that you yourself have chosen to worship Yahweh. We are witness, they said. Then get rid of the foreign gods that are among you and offer your hearts to the Lord, the God of Israel. So the people said to Joshua, we will worship the Lord our God and obey him. On that day, Joshua made a covenant for the people at Skem and then established a statue and an ordinance for them. Joshua recorded these things in the book of the law of God. He also took a large stone and set it up there under the oak next to the sanctuary of the Lord. And Joshua said to all the people, you see the stone? It will be a witness against us, for it has heard all the words that the Lord has said to us. And it will be a witness against you so that you will not deny your God. Then Joshua sent the people away, each to his own inheritance. These were exciting times for the people of Israel. They were exciting times. They, they had defeated their enemies and claimed their promised land. Each of the tribes had received their inheritance. It was awesome. It was great. They had received their inheritance. And now they could settle down and enjoy the life that they wanted. It was a time of hope, prosperity, and blessings. But it was also a very dangerous time. A lot of times with blessing and prosperity comes dangerous times. You know why? Because people get on, a, on the slack mode. Ah, you know what? Uh, it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood, and I'm not going to go to church this Sunday. The sun is out, and I got the boat back there, and, and I'm going to go on the boat. And I'm going to go to the beach because, you know what? It's an awesome day. Ah, the business is doing good, and the people are doing great, and you know what? I'm, people slack off. It was also a very dangerous time for, their, for, for them. Uh, there, there was the danger that they would forget where they came from. There, there was a danger of how they had gotten to where they were and what the Lord had done for them that, that they totally forgot. There was a danger that they would begin to adopt the idolatrous religion of the Canaanites who still lived around them. There was a danger that they would fall into a state of complacency. We live in a blessed country. Can I hear an amen? amen? We live in a blessed country. But the country also gets you in a state of complacency. I lose my job, I get unemployment. Uh, and, and if I need more money, I apply for food stamps. And if I go to the Catholic Church, you know what? They might give me for my rent or for my light bill. Or, and if I go here, then I've been to countries to preach that people believe for their next bread for the next day. Forget about paying anything. Their next bread to bring, to bring food to their family. They got to they gotta get in their knees and believe God. I, 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 I've been to a country that they don't have 
the, the luxury that we have here today. Of the lamps and the carpet and the, the, the plush seats. I, I, I've been in places where, where people uh, bring their shoes, their nice shoes, in a, in a little bag or in their back pocket or, or in a purse or whatever because they don't want to get filthy in the mud. But they come to church. I, I, I've been to countries to preach. I, I, I think when we're, I, I, I think about when we were in Peru uh, that the, the church was so big that they had a tent outside. It was like a revival tent, and there was thousands and thousands of people there. And I preached there for four hours, and I looked at the pastor from the church, and I said, well, does people leave here? And he said, no, pastor. They continue to come in like a party. The people were hungry for the word of God. Hungry for the word of God. Here, people are looking for the best coffee. Who's the church that has the best coffee? Where, 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 where's the best uh, uh, worship team and, and, and the best, the, the famous pastor with the skinny jeans and the tight? And uh, they're looking for that instead of looking for God. That's a spirit of complacency. So help us, God. A spirit of complacency. A spirit of what's, what are the numbers? How many people got saved today? How many people got saved in the, in the, uh, in the group at home? And, and how many, how much money came in? It's, 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 it's demonic. I don't have anything else to say. It's demonic. But, but you go to these countries and you see people that are hungry and thirsty for the move of God. Jen, and they come regardless what the temperature is. Remember, most of you probably remember the day at 81 Hook Square where we had the, uh, where we had the, uh, the, the church that we invite this pastor from Cuba. Um, and he comes and that Sunday, the air conditioning breaks. The, the, the air conditioning from the church breaks. And he said, pastor, don't worry about that. I'm used to that. I don't have air conditioning in Cuba. And we had a wonderful time. We opened the doors. We can't open windows because everything was a storefront and it was, everything was window. But he said, don't worry about this. I don't have air conditioner in Cuba and we worship God. And people here are worried. Well, there's a praise or a worship team. Is there a bad? Is there a... No, man. You know what? Simplicity. I like simplicity. Did you like the praise and worship today? Come on. Did you sense the move of God? Do you know that Jesus never walked around with an orchestra behind him? No. Sandals and... And a gown. And let's move on. And let's preach the word. In the midst of this situation, Joshua stands up and delivers to the people a challenge from the Lord. God wants them to dedicate themselves to him and to his work. In other words, just like our series for this month, they want it to be all in. They want it to be all in. He does not want them trying to live for him on one hand, and on the other hand, serving other gods. He wants wholeheartedly dedication and nothing else. That is a clear message of this passage. It's no different, church. I will remind you that these are dangerous times that the church as well are living in. We, we, we are seeing churches develop an appearance that is more like the church in Laodicea. Just like the church in Laodicea. 
Revelation chapter 3, verses 14 through 22. A church that has everything it needs except for the presence and power of God. How do, I don't want that. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read it to you because go, go with me to Revelation. Glory a Dios. Revelations chapter number three. And I'm just going to skim through it, okay? And listen to what it says on Revelation chapter three, verse 15. I know your works, that you're neither cold nor hot. I could wish you were cold or hot. So then because you're lukewarm, I neither cold nor hot. I will vomit you out of my mouth, says the Lord. Because you say I am rich and have become wealthy and have need of nothing and do not know that you are wretched and miserable, poor, blind, and naked, says the word of God. Jump down to verse number 20. Behold, I stand at the door, says the Lord. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in to him and dine with him and he with me. To him who overcomes, I will grant to sit with me on my throne as I also overcome and sat down with my father on his throne. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. What the Spirit says to the churches. Don't think that it's a simple knock. God is beating on the doors. He is beating on the doors of our heart. He is beating on the doors of the churches to let him in. The same way that he was taken out from the schools, he's been taken out from many churches. Don't think I'm done with my message. A church that they don't make room for him at all. It could be a number of things in one service after the other, and they don't have time for the move of the Holy Spirit. They got to get done with that service because there's another service that has to start. So we're going to speed things up. We got to make it quick because we got another service that's coming in. So help us, God. Don't misunderstand me. There's nothing wrong with having multiple services. As a matter of fact, I want you to get used to this because once we move from here, we will have multiple services. Because I told you that we're going to have a Spanish service. But I'm also warning you right now. I remember when we had the Spanish service that I, that I was back and forth in translation myself when I was preaching in Spanish and English. And, and, and then we stopped and we went from an English service to a Spanish service. And people would walk in. People from the English service will walk into the Spanish or the Spanish to the, to the English service. Don't ever think that I will stop the move of God. Because there's another service. You better get used to just slipping in, whether it's in English or Spanish, just slipping in and, and, and enjoy what the presence of God is doing in the altar. Because I will never stop a service just to accommodate another one. I will never stop the move of God, what he's doing in the altars to accommodate because there's another service coming. 
I will not do that. I will not do that. If you all remember, there's a clock here, but if you all remember, this is not my church. If you all remember in our church, there was never a clock in the back. I didn't want a clock in the building. My clock is the Holy Spirit. He tells me when to go and when to stop. I was invited to two churches in the Bible Belt of this country in North Carolina. And I was invited by this family. Would you please come to our, our, our church? And, and, and I said, Pastor Yvette and I said, yeah, sure, we'll, we'll, we'll go. And we went to the service. And we went to the service and beautiful campus, a lot of people. Uh, there's a coffee shop. There's a book thing. There's a this, there's a that. Beautiful. I mean, amazing, amazing building. People were very nice. Pastor gets done with the, with the service, and, and I look at my wife, and my wife looks at me, and he says, if you want to get saved, there's you right, right, right out these doors, you go right there to the right-hand side, and there's a, a big, uh, a beautiful wall that has uh, the, the, the word hope, hope uh, lit up in words, okay? The word hope is lit up with light bulbs, and if you want to accept Jesus, just go up there and Turn on one of those light bulbs, and there's going to be somebody there that's going to lead you to the Lord. You got to understand, I come from the Assemblies of God. Jeannie, you know what I'm talking about because, Jeannie, you've been with me for years. I, I, we, my wife and I have been saved 37 years. We've been married 37 years, and we got saved in the Assemblies of God. Right there in La 21, 21st in Hialeah. And those altars were sacred. We, 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 we would be in the altars for hours. Am I right or wrong, Jeannie? The altars were always open. How can I send somebody that wants to receive Jesus to go out there to the lobby, turn on a, bowl, a, a light bulb? I could show you the pictures. Turn on the light bulb, and it's gonna, it says hope on there, and then somebody's going to pray for you out there. What is, a, what is the problem with the pastor opening the altar and letting people cry out? You know, and, and, and their heaviness and what they're carrying, their load and their sins and everything and leaving it at the altar. Why can't we do that? Why can't we do that? Because there's another service coming. So help us, God. I had to step aside and I look at her and I tell her I, I'm going to the restroom. And I went into the restroom and I started bawling. I said, oh, God, we've taken you out, and this is a business, Lord. This is no longer about you. This is no longer about your move. This is no longer about people just coming and just pouring their life at the altar. That, 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 that is a sacred moment. The reason that we are pastors is for the people. It's not for anything else. There, there, there's such joy in a pastor when, when you see a broken person come to the altar and, and just broken completely, and then you see them crying there for the longest time because that's what I went through when I got saved. And, and you see them get up from there, and when they get up, their, 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 their kindness, their, their face is completely different. Totally different. We go to this other church that somebody invited us as well, and... Um, Pastor gives a message, and I saw the communion up there, 
and I thought we were going to have communion. We don't have, we're not having communion today because it's Father's Day. I want to pray for the men and all this stuff. We're going to have it next week. Um, but the communion was there, and the, 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 the service just stopped. And, and I looked at her, and I said, is this over? And she says, yeah, it's over. People are standing up. I said, well, let's get out. I said, but what happened to tithes and offering? I have my tithe, my, my offering to give to the church. And, and Patora me dice, I think there's a box in the back where you put an item. No such thing about tithes and offering. Do, do, do you know that tithe and offering, bringing your offerings to the Lord, you know what? It, it's part of service and worship. You're, you're thanking God for everything that he has blessed you with. You're going to put it in a box? You're going to put it in a box? For real? But what happened to communion? What happened to a salvation call? Nothing. Because there's another service coming. You could come to the 11th. You could come to the 1030. You could come to the, the 8 o'clock. You could come to the 130. There's one after the other. It's a business. So help us, God. So help us, God. There's things that are happening that the church has gotten so woke that the fear of the Lord has completely left the church. There's churches that have gotten so woke with what's happening in this country that they've gone away completely from the fear of God. We got to live in fear of the Lord. The Lord is coming back for a church that's filled with the Holy Spirit, a church that's on fire. The Lord is not coming back for numbers. The Lord is not coming back for your worship team or your coffee. The Lord is coming back to give, give people that are hungry and thirsty for a move of God. For a move of God. People that are all in. Not that are thinking I'm here and I gotta and I gotta leave because I got this on Sunday. No, today is the day of the Lord and every day is. But as Christians, we worship today. I don't have anything else to do but to give him the very best of the Lord because he gives me so much on a daily basis. Just the fact that I'm here alive, it's a miracle from God. And just as the Lord issued a call through Joshua centuries ago for his people to make up their minds as to whom they would serve, so he is doing the same thing today, Father's Day, 2023. He is making that same call today. I want to share this with you for you to understand the dangerous times that the church is going through and not just in America, but all over the world. I'm going, to sh I'm going to share this with you. It was published June 12, 2023 at 11.15 a.m. Liberal mainline United Methodist Church see more than 5,000 congregations leave the amended arguments over sex gender. Number of Methodist churches leaving the denominations has surged in recent years. The number of the congregations departing the United Methodist Church exceeded 5,000 last week as the second largest Protestant denomination in the U.S. continues 
to fracture over theological disagreements mostly pertaining to human sexuality. Por favor, do we need an argument because of this? Are we going to believe what the Word of God says or are we going to stand on, on a book that Joe Blow made down the corner? Let's get real. Why, why, why do we have to complicate things? A theological disagreement mostly pertaining to human sexuality. The number of churches that has been given the green light by their annual conference to disaffiliate increased from approximately 4,600 early last week to 5,321 as of Friday, according to the UM News. The number of churches leaving the UMC has surged recent years with approximately 2,000 congregations being approved to disaffiliate in 2022 and more than 3,000 this year. Hasta cuando? You know, uh, how, how much longer? Uh, how, how much longer people are going to press the envelope? What happened to the fear of God? What happened to the fear of God? Can, can we make a decision? Are we in or out? Listen, man, if you want to serve the devil, go right ahead. There's satanic churches. I, I think it's Seattle or, 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 or New York. There's satanic churches. If that's what you want, go. But leave us alone. Leave us alone. We, Pastor and I were in Scotland, what, a month, two months ago. It grieved my spirit because here I am looking for a building for our church. And they, them over there, they got beautiful buildings that at one point, there were huge, flourishing churches. And now it's a funeral home. The churches, the building, it's a funeral home. I took pictures of it. I said, I can't believe this. Funeral homes. There's other beautiful churches that now they're doctor's office. They're lawyer's office. Beautiful buildings. You can't speak about your religion. You can't speak about your faith over there. Kids in school can't speak about that. And it's not that I read it, it's that our guide told us. Because I told him, what, what, what is this? Churches are closed. I told you the other day that very early in my marriage, I, I, I worked for Tropical Town Marble that still exists right there in the Palmetto. And I was the one that ran the, the Pompano store. And we didn't buy anything here for the United States until we went to Italy and Brazil and Spain to see the trends over there. Whatever trends happen in Europe, whether it's for towel, marble, whatever it might be, even lines of clothes. Well, you know because you work for Perry Ellis. My sister-in-law, she's an executive for Perry Ellis in Jesus' name. Whatever happens in Europe, it's coming down to the United States. So help us God. So help us God that we see churches turn into clubs. So help us God. And you know why? Because of the church. Because of the church. It's nothing else. It's because of the church. The church is sleeping. The church doesn't want to fight. The church doesn't want to pray. The church doesn't want to fast. Everything is fine and dandy. And we'll just go with the flow just like the world is doing. 
Joshua said it right. As for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. Some fathers prefer to be friends instead of uh, disciplinarians in the home. God didn't call me to be a friend. God called me to be your father and love you. And, and, and I think when, when we receive that correction from our heavenly father, we have to understand that he's doing it because he loves us. Because when I corrected my kids, I did it because I loved them. Not because I didn't love them, because I loved them. And I want the very best for them. So when our heavenly father does this, sends the prophet, sends the word of God, you know what? We need to heed to this. And, 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 and decide, what is it that I'm going to do? Am I, am I going to seguir en el vacilón or am I going to be with God? You, you can't be like this. You got to be either with God or with the world. Simply. You got to make up your mind. I want you to stand this morning as I close. Joshua continued on and, and told them to observe what God had done. Told them about the presence of God. Told them about everything that God, and, and you know what? We also need to remember, stop and pause and, and remember the God that we serve. How good is the God that we serve? How can I give my, my God the very best that I have? Why am I going to give my God the leftovers? What is so important that I have to do that I, that I got to say, you know what, God, I can't go today. I can't do this today. I can't do that. God, I'm too busy. God, I'm too complicated. No. Remove whatever you need to remove from your calendar. Put God first. Everybody here is occupied. Everybody here has something to do. Everybody here is busy. We live in a busy world. But we got to have time for God. We got to act when God tells us to do, we need to do. When God tells you to give, you give. When God tells you to walk, you walk. We need to. It's important that we do that. Who will have your worship? your love, your obedience, who will have it? Who will have your love, your worship, your obedience? Is it God Almighty? Or you and all the things that, that capture your mind and soul and your attention in this world, is that what you're going to give your attention to? It's very simple. In the word, it says that a double-minded man is unstable. Unstable. He's unstable in all his ways. You can't be double-minded. Estoy o no estoy. No puedes estar en misa en procesión. Don't you think that it's time to make up your mind and, and make a difference for Christ? in this world that so twisted that we are living in right now and 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 we need to be a light don't don't you think that it's time to make up your mind and say you know what i'm going to go all in with god
regardless what he tells me to do, I'm going to go all in with God. We live through bad times and we live through good times. The one thing is for sure. Men of faith make a difference today, tomorrow, and always. Men of faith make a difference today, tomorrow, and always. You make a difference for your family. You make a difference for the environment. Do you know that you and I create the environment that we're at? We have control over the environment. The men of faith create the environment in your home. There's, there, 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 there's kids that, that, are, that are running the home instead of the father because the father doesn't have the pants or the authority that God has given us as priests of the home to take control of the home. And the kids are doing whatever they want. And that needs to stop. God's given us a task, and we need to complete it. There's no confusion in the Word of God. The confusion is created by this world and the system that we're in. But we don't operate in the world's system. We operate under God's authority and the Holy Spirit and the kingdom of God that is beyond what I see right here. That is my authority. That is who I bow to. That is who I listen to. I want to give you an opportunity to those that are here this morning and those that are listening online or watching online to accept Jesus. If you've never accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior to, to say, Pastor, I want to accept Jesus because I, 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 I've, been, I've been living my life in turmoil from one problem to the other, from one from one crisis to the other and I and I see no progress in my life I I'm not advancing in what I feel that I need to be doing and I, and I want to change if that that is you right now or if that is you here right now I want to give you the opportunity with every head bowed right now I want to give you the opportunity to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior and if that is you would you just raise your hand wherever it is that you're at Maybe those that are watching online right now, just uh, stand up right there where, I, where you're at and just lift up your hands before the throne of God and just uh, repeat these words after me. And repeat it loud that the Lord will hear you. Heavenly Father, I come before you right now. And Lord, I, I, I thank you for your son Jesus paying the price on the cross for me. I thank you for the blood that he shed for my sins I thank you for the forgiveness of my sins, Lord, through the blood of your Son. I accept you right now, Jesus, as my Lord and Savior. I ask that you would help me walk with you each and every day. I pray that you would speak to me, Lord. Guide me and protect me. And lead me, Lord. Lord, I thank you for coming into my life. I thank you, Lord, that, that I can leave my my baggage, I can leave my sin, I can leave everything that I've been carrying for years 
there at your feet, Lord. I thank you for the peace that I would receive right now. In Jesus' holy name, amen and amen. I pray right now that the peace of God that surpasses all understanding would fall upon you right now. And that you would understand that Jesus paid the price for everything that you have done up to this moment. And tomorrow and the next day, Jesus already paid the price. I declare that you will sleep in peace tonight. I declare that that load is lifted up from your, from your mind, from your heart, from your spirit, and you would feel totally different. In Jesus' holy name, I pray that you send us an email and let us know, and we'll let you know the next steps that you need to take. For those that are here, for the men that are here, I want to pray for you right now. And I want you to come to the altar quickly as I pray for you.